Good afternoon, good morning, good evening, good night, depending when you're listening to this. This is the Disney Park Wanderer podcast. I'm your host, Emma Albertson, and welcome to episode number 22. So I want to start off talking a little bit about the permanent closures that have been announced in Walt Disney World. A couple of them I'm not too worried about. I mean, Primeval World is going to be permanently gone. It wasn't open that much anyway, and it was a bit nauseating. And Disney's Stitch's Great Escape as well. It's been panned, not coming back. I am a bit upset about Rivers of Light though. I did really like that show. I think it was underrated. I thoroughly enjoyed it. It was very visual and beautiful. Quite sad that that's not going to come back, but I'm thinking they're probably going to do something even better. So that's always fun. And also the other cool thing is that supposedly in the place of the Stitch ride, the biggest rumor at the moment is that it's going to be a Wreck-It Ralph themed attraction. So that's very exciting because that again is a film that doesn't get much attention in the parks and it's really fun. Today's episode I'm going to be giving some information about Tokyo Disneyland Resort. I love that resort and I'm so desperate to go back there. I cannot wait until I'm able to set foot again in those two parts. I will be talking about the hotels on site. Tokyo Disneyland has four Disney themed resorts and lots of partner and official resort hotels. So there's lots of information to talk about. I hope you enjoy listening and finding out about them, what to expect, their themes, all very fun. So let's get straight into it. It just wouldn't be right to start off in any other way except with the most show-stopping hotel in the Tokyo Disneyland Resort, the Mira Costa Hotel in Tokyo Disney Sea. Now, those who have listened to my podcast religiously will have heard this mentioned a few times. It is my obsession and it is on my ultimate Disney Parks bucket list. It is stunning. But if you don't or you don't remember, then this resort is actually inside the Tokyo Disney Sea Park. That's right, inside, which means you've got the park right at your feet. So the hotel is beautifully blended into the park. It looks like it was part of the decoration. And there are three different sides to it. And depending on the side you go to, it depends on what you will see in the park. And as it's corresponded to the area of the park that it is touching and that it offers views of. One of these sides is the Venice side, which means you'll be able to look over the Venetian style land of the Tokyo Disney Sea Park. So you can see the canal, the gondolas, Another option is the Tuscany side. This offers views most likely of the entrance to the Tokyo Disney Sea theme parks of the plaza and that big globe. The most interesting and probably most sought after side is the Porto Paraiso side. And that is because this can offer you potentially incredible views of the park, including the harbor, the lagoon, and if you're lucky, the volcano centerpiece in the middle of the park. For that reason, there are eight different price brackets for Porto Paraiso, which range in perfect view, semi-perfect view, blocked view, corner view, you name it. But you will be competing. This hotel is usually at 99% capacity. It is popular, despite the fact that a room probably isn't going to be any less than $400 per night. 
The guest rooms have touches that correspond to the area it's representing. So in the Tuscany area, the Venice area, you're gonna have artwork that reflects that city, town, culture, location. I wouldn't say this hotel screams Disney as the Disney details are not in your face. They are definitely there and in cool, creative ways. One of the most ornate things that I saw was in the lobby. They have a very big ship centerpiece and on the ceiling, they have a beautiful mural where they painted the different lands of the Tokyo Disney Sea theme park. It's very pretty. And there's one that I think is left over, so maybe they're leaving that for Fantasy Springs? I hope so. So this resort also has suites. And these suites are very impressive, although they have eye-watering prices. Some of the most expensive suites can set you back $5,000 per night. That said though, they give you some pretty nice perks. You get a balcony, beautiful ornate furniture, and a VIP style feel. The Miracosta has three places to grab food. The Oceano is the Mediterranean style buffet. This is where they have breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They also have a Chinese cuisine restaurant called Silk Road Garden. This isn't your typical Chinese takeaway. This is very elegant and it's very haute cuisine style. The last place is Bella Vista. This is a lounge. They do have some meals and set menus, but it's primarily drinks and alcoholic drinks. But they do interestingly have the option to add on an anniversary set for an extra 6,000 yen, which is about 60 US dollars, where you will receive a package with a special photo frame, a Disney mini cake, and a globe as a keepsake of your trip, which I think is really cute. So I would imagine they probably have quite a lot of couples coming and celebrating their anniversary. Nice touch. So overall, this hotel is definitely a showstopper. It is right there in the parks, got a big price tag, but if you can, it's definitely worth it. It looks incredible and I hope that one day I will get to stay in the Miracosta. Now let's talk about the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel. The Tokyo Disneyland Hotel is the closest hotel to the Disneyland Park. So Miracosta is closest to Disney Sea, but this one is closest to the other park. It has a Victorian vibe, very much like the Grand Floridian in Walt Disney World and Disneyland Hotel in Disneyland Paris. It's very ornate, antique, vintage, and luxurious. They also have a bunch of themed rooms on offer, including a room designed to Cinderella, Beauty and the Beast, Tinkerbell, and my personal favorite, an Alice in Wonderland themed room, which is very fun, bright and colorful with lots of cool details nodding towards the Queen of Hearts, the Mad Hatter, and Alice herself. Tokyo Disneyland Hotel has an outdoor pool and it also is home to one of the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique locations. They have three restaurants, the first one being the Sherwood Garden. This is a buffet for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. They have lots of Disney-themed food, including those classic Mickey-shaped waffles. Another cool thing that they do here is they have a special princess menu. This is only for children that have taken part in the Bibbidi Bobbidi Boutique experience, but it's very cute. You can sign up for the princess set menu. They'll give you an invitation while you're at the boutique to come to the restaurant. Then they'll serve you with a really cutely designed heart-shaped princess cake. They'll get an apron and a princess cocktail drink. 
The other restaurant they have is called Kana. This is an upscale restaurant. It has beautifully presented dishes, has pretty high price tags as you can imagine, but it's very elegant. The final place is the Dreamers Lounge. This one, they have lunch and they also do beautiful afternoon teas. They are so cute. They have special sets that seem that they change. At the moment, there's a summer set. They kind of have cakes, pastries, there's savory dishes, lots of drinks and tea and coffee to choose from. If there's one thing you should do at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, I definitely recommend an afternoon tea because they look wonderful. To stay at the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel, you're looking at a price tag starting from $350 per night. Next, let's talk about Disney's Ambassador Hotel, which is one of the first resorts to be built. This hotel has got an Art Deco theme, very reminiscent of the Hotel New York in the Disneyland Paris Park. You can expect to pay around $275 per night. Something cool about this hotel as well is that they have themed rooms, but they're themed to the classic Disney characters. There is a Mickey room, a Chip and Dale room, and an adorable Donald Duck room. Disney's Ambassador Hotel also has an outdoor swimming pool and they have four places to grab food. The food here is really, really cute. So they have Chef Mickey, which is very exciting because it's the only place you can have a character breakfast in the whole park at the moment. Now, this character breakfast experience is exclusive to guests at the Disney Ambassador Hotel. It only opens up to other park guests for lunch and dinner. Also at Chef Mickey, you can have a buffet with the characters, as I said, at dinner and lunch with lots of different Western-inspired dishes and Japanese-inspired dishes. There's something for everyone. It's also home to the Empire Grill, which is a fancy set menu for lunch and dinner, which is California style. I believe it's a nod to California Grill in Walt Disney World. They also have the Tic Tac Diner. This has kind of snacks sandwiches it has character shaped items so think mickey mouse shaped buns they also give you the option to order in advance a cake for any celebration you may have which is a cute mickey mouse shaped tart with fruit and strawberries so if you have a celebration going on that would be a good place to go the last place in the ambassador is the hyperion lounge and this one is really cute so they have very special sweet items that they make, their specialty menus. So at the moment online, I saw they have a very intricate acorn cake, which is for Chippendale. It's a chocolate and maroon cream cake, very cutely decorated. And they do like a set where it comes with a drink. They also have a mini mouse cake at the moment, which is a strawberry mascarpone mousse that has polka dots. And of course, Minnie's ears and a bow. They always have a ambassador logo themed mini cake as well. It's just like a luxury bakery, I guess you could explain it, right in the lobby. They also have a bar with drinks and cocktails as well. But if you want something Instagram worthy that's sweet, this could be a really good place to stop. The newest Disney property is Tokyo Disney Celebration Hotel. Now, all the other three hotels I spoke about are considered deluxe resorts, and this is the only value resort currently on offer from Disney in Tokyo. 
It's actually split into two buildings. There is the Wish side and there is the Discover side. So the Wish side is supposed to be the spirit of dreams and fantasy. And the lobby is bright and colorful. It has teacup shaped seating and a sofa inspired by Aladdin's flying carpet. The rooms have murals painted on them, which have a lot of the attractions from Fantasyland, like Small World, the teacups. It's very kind of fun and storybook style. Whereas on the other side, you've got the Discover, which is supposed to be the spirit of excitement and adventure. Again, they have themed areas to do with rides in the park. For example, think Pirates of the Caribbean on their mural or the volcano from Tokyo Disney Sea. It's just two different vibes, but both heavily, heavily inspired by the things you will find in the theme parks. So depending what kind of kids you have or what kind of park you like the best, you might want to look into which side of the resort best fits your theme or your taste, I guess you could say. Now, as this is the value resort, it is further away. It is a 20 to 15 minute shuttle bus ride from the parks. This is complimentary and it is very regular and I've heard good things about it, but it's actually located in a place called Yurayasu. Don't know if I pronounced that right, but it's a kind of a different area to the theme park itself. This park does not have any of its own restaurants, so to speak. They do have an area supposedly where they serve breakfast that you can buy, but they do have a 24 7 convenience store inside the hotel, which supposedly has plenty of snacks and meals you can grab and go for your day in the parks. But as it is in a different area to the theme parks, you actually can walk to a mall. There is a bakery nearby. So there are other things to explore in that area as well if you want something a bit different than the Disney bubble. This hotel starts from around $200 per night, the cheapest you can get in Tokyo Disney at the moment. But it is got really cool landscaping as well. They have lots of... Um, topiaries there's a cheshire cat for example made out of flowers it's just a really nicely designed resort and considering it's a value resort there's a lot of fun disney touches now i've kind of given you the rundown on the hotels themselves here's kind of a generalization of the perks you can get from staying in a disney hotel within the tokyo disneyland property so the most important thing is probably the happy 15 entry now it's no extra magic hour unfortunately and you might be thinking 15 minutes you know what's the point but trust me it is a very good advantage to have especially on those busy days so it means that you can be front of the ride for one of the headliners you can already grab a fast pass to one of the other headliners and it's very very useful so if you stay in one of those four disney resorts you can get that happy 15 entry but make sure you get the printed out ticket because you need it it's not enough just to say oh i'm staying there this is my room you need the specific happy 15 card pass also in all of the Disney resorts, there is Disney merchandise for sale in Disney gift shops. So if you want to do some last minute shopping or there's something specific you wanted from the hotel, you can find that right there on your hotel grounds. They also have guaranteed park admission, which is really important in Tokyo Disneyland because on some days it's just super busy. And at least you know that no matter what, there's going to be a spot for you and your family in the park because they make allowances and leeways. So all the park guests who are staying in the hotels can definitely get in. Cause I mean, come on, if you're gonna spend the money to stay in the properties, you need the tickets. 
They offer a baggage delivery service. So if you get to the train station in Disney and you want to go straight to the parks, they can have your bags delivered for you, no problem. They can also send your shopping back to the resorts for you if you want to do some shopping in the parks and don't want to carry it around, that's another option. And then another thing that's interesting to know about the two most luxurious ones, which are the Tokyo Disneyland Hotel and Disney Seas Hotel Miracosta, is that they actually give you a complimentary pass for the monorail. So I mentioned in one of my other podcasts that actually the monorail in Disney Resort, you have to pay for to use it. It's worth it 100%. But if you stay in these two resorts, you will get a free pass for the monorail. So that's a kind of nice perk too. As well as these, of course, you've got the obvious. You're going to have Disney themed rooms. You've got the Disney amenities. You've got the little shampoos and all the little things in your room that, of course, as well, are going to have a Disney theme. You're in the Disney bubble. A lot of these resorts mean you're in walking distance or you're going to have those continuous free shuttles. And if you're lucky, you might even get a park view. Now let's talk a bit about what other options you have if you A, don't really mind about not staying in a Disney hotel or B, you couldn't get a room at a Disney hotel. Because let me tell you, these four Disney resorts book up. People book months in advance. They even await their special like windows. They can be first to get that room. A lot of these hotels are around 90 to 99% capacity most of the year. It's not one of those things where you can last minute, I want to book this room for my night. It's probably not going to happen unless you're really lucky. Me and my husband definitely could not get one of these hotel rooms last minute. But not to worry, there are lots of nice other options. Disneyland Tokyo has lots of official and partner hotels. We stayed at one of the official resort hotels. There are five of these. The Tokyo Bay Maihama Hotel First Resort the Sheraton Grand Tokyo Bay, Tokyo Bay Maihama Hotel, Hilton Tokyo Bay, and Hotel Okura Tokyo Bay. Now, all these hotels, I'd say, are not value. They're more mid-range to deluxe, and they're probably going to be around the $150 plus per night range, unless you're off-season. They have a nice level of service. They have nice decoration, decor. You're not going to be disappointed, generally speaking. We stayed at the Sheraton Grand in Tokyo Bay, and it was absolutely lovely. The decoration was nice. The lobby was chill. We kind of sat in there for a bit. Our room was lovely. It was spacious. And if you listen to my podcast a couple episodes back, I spoke about memories from the parks. And this was actually the hotel that we got upgraded in. And I could see the Disney castle from my room. Now, all of these hotels, most of them have a pool, either indoor or outdoor, and the amenities you'd expect in a hotel. They have, you know, some places to grab food and snacks. But what you need to know is the perks that they offer. So although they're not Disney hotels, they still offer some Disney-related perks. The best is that they have also the guaranteed park admission, because as I just mentioned, sometimes you're gonna want this guarantee because it can get crazy, especially on special events, weekends, you name it. So it's nice to know that you get to go to the parks. 
As well, they have a complimentary shuttle to the resort line. Notice I say to the resort line and not the parks. These shuttles will not take you to the parks. They will take you to the monorail where you can buy a ticket and whiz round to the parks. That's still very, very useful. We found the shuttle service really efficient and punctual. It wasn't a problem at all. And it was really cute. It was a Mickey Mouse window on the bus and everything, really sweet. They also offer the baggage delivery service. We made use of this because we came on the train from the center of Tokyo. We came to the JR station right by the Disneyland gates. We checked in and they took our bags for us and they were there waiting for us at the concierge of the hotel. So very smooth, very easy. So that said, if you can't get into a Disney hotel, don't despair. There are still some very good options. The official resort hotels are perfectly fine. Honestly, we had a wonderful experience. It's just, you know, they're not Disney themed. There is also another list of some partner hotels. I'm not really going to go into those, but again, you can find plenty of information about that on the official Tokyo Disney website. If you don't want to stay in the Disney property, you'd prefer to stay in Tokyo, you're just taking a day trip, I recommend that you stay around the Tokyo Station area because you can get a train that takes about 15-20 minutes from that area and go straight to the parks. There's lots of hotels, all different budgets, just look it up, okay? You don't have to stay on Disney property to get super easy access. You can get lots of transportation very easily right from the center of the city. And then I can't not mention that there's actually going to be a couple of new hotels for us in the future. Of course, with the pandemic, there's going to be some delays, but in the pipeline was the opening of a Toy Story hotel that was supposed to open in 2021. This one is going to be similar to the resort that exists in Shanghai. We are assuming this is going to be a value resort as well, which would be great because we need some more value options in Tokyo. And then the most exciting of all is that they're going to talk about a brand new hotel opening in the Fantasy Springs area that's due to open in 2023. If you don't know what I'm talking about when I mention Fantasy Springs, you can check out one of my previous episodes where I talk about all the new things coming to Disneyland Paris and Disneyland Tokyo. That is, I believe, episode 16. And then you'll find out all about Fantasy Springs. But the idea is they're making their most luxurious resort yet, which I find hard to believe when I look at the Miracosta, but it's going to be super luxurious and also within the Tokyo Disney Sea gates. So we're gonna have a couple more options in the future. Very, very exciting stuff. But generally speaking, there is plenty of options for all different budgets, all different types of holiday in Tokyo Disney Resort. And with the level of Japanese hospitality, I honestly truly believe you won't be disappointed. I guess it depends on personal experience and opinion, but I haven't been in any of the places I've stayed in Tokyo or Japan. I hope you enjoyed learning about the hotels in the Disneyland Tokyo Resort. There's certainly lots of very nice ones. Now let's end the show with my Disney fact of the day.
Walt Disney created the first ever full-length feature animation, Snow White and the Seven Dwarves, in 1937. However, although it was one of the first, it was actually the last of the quote-unquote classic Disney films to be released on home video, a VHS, in 1994. That's more than 50 years after he made it. That sums up today's episode of The Pod. Thank you so much for listening. I really appreciate it. Absolutely love making these. They add a Disney touch to my week. I hope they do to yours too. If you want to write in with any information, any trips you've got coming up, any past trips, any Disney Imagineering ideas or whatever floats your boat, as always, feel free to write into DisneyParkWanderer at gmail.com or drop a voice note via Anchor. I hope you have a wonderful week. I'll be back next Monday with some more Disney Parks content. Until then, stay curious.